Is it is it recording testing, something? Testing. 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 Is, hey, is, is, is looks this, like we got something. Is this the actual first recording of Control C? So, <laughs> do you want to just start? We're 10 bars into it. Yeah, let's, let's just go. Okay. Um, so, um, let's figure out a topic. Okay. What, uh, what have you been thinking about recently outside of work? Um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your transition from Microsoft and oh. into Apple. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, sure. I guess you can't, really, you can't really understand that until I go into kind of like my history. Um, so... Back in my high school days, um, my high school specialized in something that's called a Microsoft IT Academy. Um, so basically, Microsoft has these these schools that they they um, they teach like advanced level server classes to students, and the the teachers can um, become certified in teaching this kind of stuff, and then students are actually put on the track to get like a Microsoft certification. Um, so. I was really excited about my high school because of that. It's like a private school outside of Philadelphia. Um, it helped that my dad and grandfather both went there. So I kinda, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. so it was good. Um, so I got in, and I was super, like, into computers before that, but didn't really know, like, kind of, like, what I liked a lot. Were within... they big Microsoft guys? Did you, like, have the latest Windows machines at home? Oh, yeah. up, Like, NT4 or yeah, 2000? Well, my, first, of... my first Microsoft, like, uh, operating system I worked on was Windows 95. So... Um, no three one. No three that one. Young. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Born in ninety one. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I always remember being interested in computers and particularly like getting around a lot of the parental controls that my parents like to put on. Like that was kind of like my that was like my foray into this um, kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, so my yeah, I was really interested in the high school because of this. Um, I attended and soon became part of a team of people called like the lab managers, which is like. Basically, we were sysadmins on the mm -hmm. network. Um, we had full administrative privileges. Um, the, the the teachers and stuff like trusted us with this kind of stuff. But it it gave me really good experience in like managing like Active Directory um, and working kind of like on servers and maintenance as well as like a lot of like fun hardware stuff. So you had um, admin for everything. I had admin for everything. Did your school have any sort of web filters? Uh, we did, um, but we were put around it because we were admins, which was nice. So you could get around. <laughs> did, did, did any of your friends ask you to like, hey, you know, like, I just want to look this up? All the, all the time. Um, Facebook, I can't get the Facebook. Can you just open it up? Right. Yeah. No, all the time people would ask us to like get around it because we were also like local admins on all the computers and stuff mm. like that. So. But for the most part, most of my friends were also lab managers and thereby also admins. So like mm. we were we were pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that was that was kind of like where I got all of my like advanced IT knowledge. And my junior year of high school, I got certified as a, I'm a Microsoft certified administrator in Server 2003. Um, so my grandma drove me to the the test center, and I took like the multiple choice test that they had, and I passed. Um, and I have like a shiny card that I can. Is it on your LinkedIn profile? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do have it on my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. It's also yeah, yeah I whip it out at bars, and it's really impressive. You know, Microsoft certified professional. Everyone who's and alls but no, not only teasing but um but yeah so that was kind of like that's where i had always been um with operating systems and back then like so now i mean like i know spoiler alert i'm a mac person now but like back then like mac os x like i 10 I, mac os 10 it's mac a roman numeral 10. 10 okay mac os 10 it it was not great at least based on what i was used to in windows i think at the time it was like 10 4 or maybe 10 3 yeah, that wasn't great I mean, compared to what I knew from like XP and wow. I mean Vista was Vista was crap. I mean, wow. we 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 totally skipped Vista. But like, just in terms of stuff, like I remember one of our one of my good friends who was also a lab manager was like a Mac guy, and we would always tease him and stuff. But he would always be frustrated. I just remember his computer constantly beach balling. So I don't know if that was something that he was doing wrong or something like that. But I know like. That was kind of always the like the thought around that, at least in, in our kind of like clan of like Windows like uh, believers and stuff like that. But it actually like so so going into like college and stuff, I I actually ran Linux a lot of my freshman year like on an IBM ThinkPad, which was a lot of fun. You dual boot it with Windows. Yeah, basically, because I wanted to play, and I ran Windows on my desktop too, because I wanted to play games every now and then. Yeah. Um, but 
for me, like my laptop is always kind of like my experimental machine. Like I like to mess around with it, at least back in college. Um, so I was running like crazy Linux and all this stuff. And then what actually kind of steered me towards a Mac is like I was going to study abroad and I needed a really light laptop because IBM laptops are anything but light, right? They're, they're tanks. You can throw them across the floor, but the they're, pads, yeah. Yeah, they're anything but light. And it was right around the time where the second version of the MacBook Air came out, which was like... What year was that? Like, tw I went abroad in 2011, so it must have been okay. summer of 2011. I remember sitting at my internship wait, and watching the keynote online because people were saying, like, this is the MacBook Air that will define, like, where laptops are going. And because at the time, there wasn't really, like, an Ultrabook that was good. And the first MacBook Air was only had like one USB port and it got it had really a spinning disk it had right. yeah it was it wasn't that great yeah so this one they were touting is like the SSD it had two USB um, it was super light um, so I, I had been doing a lot of research into this I wanted a light laptop but I was also at the time getting more and more interested in like software development um, I said I mentioned I was sitting at my internship it was actually a We'll say a big brand pharmaceutical company <laughs> um, and they they had locked down their laptops a lot but one of the things you could do was like they had some kind of like python framework on it so i was really interested in learning about programming and python was like the only thing installed on these things um, so i kind of like started on that route and a lot of the stuff that i was researching and looking into was all really based heavily on like using unix as your software you know mm -hmm. development platform as opposed to windows like you know, like running like interpreters in Windows, like the command line doesn't have great like autocomplete, like things like that. So I was seeing all these frustrations while I was on this Windows laptop. And I, I really like was considering like looking at other platforms and I remember, remembered all my frustrations with Linux because as much as Linux is awesome on servers, like on desktops and laptops, like you don't want to always be like configuring and messing around with your stuff all day. So I thought like, why not make the jump now, right? So. As soon as it was available, right after the keynote, I bought a MacBook Air. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sight unseen. I sight unseen. I was sitting in my chair in my internship, and yeah, I bought it. Um, what and configuration? 11 or 13? I got the 13. Yeah. I got the 13 with, I think I bumped the RAM. So I got the 13 with, I think at the time, 8 gigabytes of RAM. Um, and the 128 SSD is what it came with. And yeah, and I remember it shipped. I, it got there, and I have not looked at a Windows PC since. Wow. Yeah. Did, um, so you didn't even bother trying to set a boot camp. You didn't set up a VM. You didn't have any crutch of going back to Windows. You just. No, I mean, for a while I was running my desktop with my laptop. So I had my desktop, which was Windows. And okay. then I was running my laptop, like, kind of as, like, my mobile workstation. And, and then it turned into kind of, like, my programming workstation because I didn't end up, I ended up not wanting to do any more programming on Windows because of, like, the Unix command line, like, things like, like, Bash was a lifesaver, things like that. So I, um, yeah, I was using that most of the time, and then I think like you know, like six six months later or something like that, I ended up replacing my Windows desktop with a Mac Mini. Wow. Yeah. So I really just kind of jumped into it. Yeah. Wow. So I, I didn't realize it was as as quick as uh, yeah as as that. But what what really um, switched you in in that mind? Like it was was it like I the transition of also kind of looking at the development and the Unix stuff, like combined with the fact that you were just kind of done with Windows or is it kind of like, it was kind of stuff leading up to it or um, was there something just like, I, you just didn't really like about Windows and you're like, I, I need to change? Um, I think like what I originally, interestingly enough, was attracted to the Mac was that it was sort of a, it, it, in my mind, I thought a lot about it as like Linux, but with a nice polish on the GUI side. So right, like, yeah. And, and it's also like a hell of a lot stable than the Linux that I was running at the time, which was Arch Linux, which is not a good example. But like, I kind of wanted that stability as well as like the, the nice polish on the front end. And I think like with Windows, I, I, I had that. I was happy with Windows. Like I liked, also I liked gaming a lot more than I like now. Um, but really like my frustrations were sort of building up with the whole like programming thing because I wanted to kind of like, like tinker around with that stuff. Um, and I would always, I would view like screencasts and I happened to notice they were all using Macs and I thought like, oh, like, I, I wonder why, you know, like this or that. And, and then, and then uh, I, I, when I started to really get into like Linux stuff, I kind of got a lot more comfortable with the command line. Um, so using like command line tools to do like things that I would normally do in a GUI in Windows, like moving files around and stuff like that. 
And then when I would jump back to my Windows machine, I'd like I'd go into like CMD and then type LS and be like, wait, just out of you, habit. You like, didn't have Sigwin installed? No, <laughs> I did not. No. <laughs> um, I, I, I definitely didn't. And then on top of that, like a lot of my classes and stuff and, and my interests were around like um, the administrating of like Linux servers, like for web servers. Um, I think at the time I also had like an XBMC setup, which was based on Linux. Um, so like I was running a lot of like like the core utils basically, yeah, and then I yeah. found that I just really couldn't do that like on my main machine. So um, that kind of like all built it up. But at the end of the day, like I got my work done on Windows, and then I think yeah. finally when I quote unquote saw the light, you know, I uh, there was no going back. And after after replacing my laptop, like within six months, I would just ha I've had I had it with my desktop, so it was time to switch. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about games? With games, I like. I found that I wasn't really playing games as much as I always thought, and yeah. it was kind of a it was like always like a reason to like tease the Mac people, like oh like you know we're gonna play Call of Duty, you guess you can't play right. But then at the end of the day, like I I was doing more of like in, in my free time I was doing more stuff with, like experimenting with like programming or experimenting with like uh, like other tools like Photoshop or video editing, which yeah. is it's all cross compatible, yeah. right? Yeah. So that kind of like that anchor of the games like wasn't really you know a thing. It's funny to say that like 10.4 wasn't stable and like didn't have the things that you needed it for. Because I remember um, when I was in college, um, I started college and my my original computer in my dorm room was a Bondi Blue iMac, okay, with 233 megahertz power power PC G3. Um, I had a 1x USB CD writer and it was like the talk of the dorm floor. <laughs> That's awesome. Napster was new. Right. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, but I remember, like, during college um, is when uh, Mac OS X was announced and um, the beta coming out, and I, I'm running it. Like, I, I was running it, and yeah. I, I went halftime on um, 10, 10, Mac OS 10.0. Okay. Mac OS 10 version 10.0. Okay. Um, and that was not complete. I mean, they called it complete, but it didn't have a DVD player, like, the... Like, you couldn't play it. You literally just could not play a DVD. <laughs> um, it didn't have, like, printing. Yeah. Um, and every app that I ever had to run ran in classic mode. Okay. So there really wasn't much reason to be running Mac OS X. Right. Um, with uh, Mac OS X because everything wasn't... New apps weren't really, like, new. With the exception of, like, the native ones, like, okay. Mail. Right. So, um, wait, can you, can you give me, like, a lowdown on, like, what the biggest change was in Mac... OS 10 like because they went from like it was like system 7 system 8 system 9 not nine, yeah not yeah and then 9.2 was the last one I think right so the the biggest change for me and, and this is actually kind of interesting because it um, when growing up um, I had a Mac growing up like my 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 dad had a Mac my dad worked on Mac so he, right. he had bought a Mac um, what did your dad do that they, they he worked on? for Johnson and Johnson okay and um, like, the, it was really, like, the bare beginnings. Most of the stuff, like, he's a med tech, so most of the stuff he's doing with manual today, it's all automated. Right. A lot of it runs on with Windows-related things. But at the time, like, for just, like, writing up Word documents or kind of, like, doing some, like, small things, they, they actually had people using Macs. Okay, cool. Um, so, he like, that's what he knew, so he bought one, and that's kind of what led me down that road. Um, but in school, we used Windows, so, like, I was, I was like, Windows 3.1. Like, I worked on my newspaper. We did... Windows 3.1 with Aldus PageMaker 4, um, <laughs> where we were literally printing out on 8.5 by 11, like laid out articles on 8.5 of my paper using X-Acto knives to cut and paste it onto wow. like grid sheets. And then, literally yeah, cutting and literally, pasting. Literally <laughs> out. Um, so, so when I got, when I got to, to college, um, and I, I was majoring in C CS, computer science, and um, I didn't really have much exposure to, to, to Unix. Um, Linux or anything at that point, but that's where I was started getting exposed to it. Mm -hmm. um, so it actually ended up aligning pretty well with when Mac OS X came out because like I was got a lot more comfortable with uh, command line, yeah. um, everything like like Unix based because our all of our department based stuff that we did it was actually running on, on Solaris. Okay. So yeah. um, switching between that and Linux is actually also I mean for the most part I mean like all the concepts are the same but some yeah. of the things that you need to know are just a little bit different kind whether of, yeah. like things like top don't exist but like okay. like Vim is there right, right that yeah. kind of stuff um, but then what ended up happening is I guess when MacWesting came out it was like oh wow I've got a, I've got a command line yeah and I've got all that running locally and uh, this is all here so that that's kind of where it, it aligned pretty well okay between like oh this is this is amazing this is a 
It's um, it's the mock kernels. It's a little bit different, but I mean, it's as, as is the Solaris or anything Linux that's kind of related. Um, I remember like X11 coming out from Mac OS 10. You could run any X X-based thing within within yeah. Mac OS, and that, that was like incredible because back in college, we actually had X X terminals in our computer labs, okay. which um, were essentially like Larry Ellison's like big dream of these like dumb terminals connecting to the big mainframe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which was great because like when like the end of semester or like midterm or like paper season, every single PC and like the t row or two of Macs were taken. Right. But nobody but CS people took the X terms because nice. they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice and open. Yeah. Okay. So so I never had to wait in line. I, I can I could use one of those Xs. But contrary though, it, it was really it could be really slow. Right. Because I mean it's like a modem with a keyboard and a monitor attached to it. Basically. And and everything is running off of one of those like big Solaris boxes. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, so I mean, like, I, 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 the natural progression was I, I stuck with the Mac. I, I had, like, a digital audio Power Mac G4, 533 megahertz um, tower, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And a 19-inch Samsung flat screen, like, CRT monitor. CR oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, that Probably thing weighed, like, like 80 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I, um, I, I... Yeah, for me, it really, like, the the command line stuff really, like, sealed the deal. And, I mean, at this point, like, I can't I can't even imagine doing any kind of, like, serious work on a Windows box. I mean, like, you can have stuff to, like, emulate it. But I, I feel like what's what's interesting about, like, the, the world that, like, we're in, like, the tech, like, software development world is, like, it's it's dominated by Macs. Like, it's absolutely dominated. I mean, yeah. we have, we, we obviously have teammates at work that use Linux and things like that. And it, and it works. Um, but I feel like... And if you're like a startup, you, you look at any random startup, it's going to be all Macs. Like you're not going to see some guy with like his Windows box, you know, working on stuff. Um, and, I, and I wonder how much of that is is like true in like the quote unquote like real world, right? Like like if, if, if I'm like, you know, Joe Schmo in, you know, in the middle, you know, middle America, right? And I want to buy a new computer, like do they, is it an Apple versus a, a, a Mac or a Windows machine? Or is it just like a... I want to buy a Dell. Or I want to buy a this. Honestly, I think they go to Best Buy and they buy the cheapest, yeah, cheapest computer. Which that's is there. which is yeah. always going to be a Windows machine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I think that's that's like that's what's totally funny, right? Like, and and that's what's funny in general is we get all caught up in like our world and things like yeah. that. And then you think about like, you know, like what like my dad has a Mac now. And Does it really? Yeah, because I, I I told him to get one. Like he'd been using PCs as long as he. Is that? Is, I mean, he went to that high school that was doing. Was was he in the like like the IT industry? No, no, no. Oh, my okay. dad is no. My okay. dad's the furthest from IT. He's he's like a doctor. So like he's, oh, okay, he's okay, actually okay. working on Windows PCs like all day, like filling out like the electronic medical record stuff on. Windows Are they PCs. still like on Windows ninety five in their office? No, last <laughs> time I saw, I think I hope we're not violating HIPAA or anything, but I think last time I saw it was Windows seven. So like they're at least on seven, which is good. Um, but uh, but yeah, like and and I I advise them to you know get a Mac. Like I actually ended up uh, recommending the MacBook Air, right? Because um, it, it's a great PC. And at first, like there was definitely a learning curve, right? Like he's used to running programs that are you know executables, like download this and run it kind of thing. Um, like getting him to like drag apps to the application folder was kind of interesting um, to like to see that like as somebody who's not familiar with technology. Um, and but I mean now he loves it. Like and I think like what's What's really cool is to watch, watch how fast like people get used to like the touchpad, for instance, right? Right. Like, yeah. Moving the cursor on a Mac is such a different experience than moving it on a PC, and I think like it, it's so crazy. Every time I go back to a PC, I remember that I'm on, I'm on a computer. You know, like, like the the. Sh the, the the cursor has like the the shadow tails right. of it. Yeah, and and like, and, like it's so foreign. And there's like and there's like um. Like there's inertia when you move like on a Mac, like which I think is really cool, right? Like you can over scroll and it kind of like yeah. it feels like, you know, that you're like it, it feels more physical. And the one thing I didn't have to teach him at all about was like using the Mac as like a piece of hardware, right? Like mm -hmm. it's really easy to figure out like when it goes to sleep. Like his Windows PC, like he would, you know, click start and then say like go to standby and then he'd close the lid. But with a Mac it just kind of like he pops the lid and that's done. Um so I think that's pretty interesting, and now, and now, of course, like my mom wants one, and my sister actually, um, she got one for college and oh, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're kind of converting family, into yeah. a Mac family, and I mean, it's definitely like, I mean, we're an iPhone family as well. Uh, yeah. And but I would almost say that like, 
uh, like phones, at least for us, like, and for me, definitely, like phones and computers are still different things, which I don't think they're different things for a lot of people. Yeah, like it, it, it boggles my mind a little bit, um, getting nostalgic again, thinking that kids who um, are going to college, like moving in, they maybe they have maybe they have a laptop, maybe right. maybe they all they have is an iPad, maybe, right. maybe maybe like they don't actually need to yeah. be doing a whole lot of stuff, and like their their email and like all their big things they can do with a phone even. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I was I remember having to lug around that nineteen inch flat screen Samsung monitor, my big nineteen inch. Uh, TV VCR combo, <laughs> um, like our big like my my roommate had a big five CD changer oh, with a awesome. speaker kind of thing. That's like, great. And, and just like it's wow, you I mean like it's that that I mean that's already the car load, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you needed like a moving truck to move in. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how much like the phone in. Or, I don't even know what. First of all, we I don't even know if we can call it a phone anymore. Like, is it a phone? Like, it's not. It's a computer that happens to make phone calls. Right, yeah. Because, I, I mean, at this point, like, if you were to, to, like, dissect the usage of, like, my iPhone, your iPhone, like, my sister's iPhone, like, the amount of time that we're actually talking on it, like, to another person in real time is probably less what, than 10%. What's actually really interesting about that, though, is I think that because it came from the angle that it was a phone... Um, increased the um, adoption of it so much more. Oh, Ima totally. Imagine if yeah. that... Like essentially, like an iPod Touch was created, um, it wouldn't be looked at as in the, the same way as the essentialness of a phone is. Yeah, no, I mean, look at the Palm. That's yeah. why. That's why Palms yeah. like they went from PDA to phone, yeah. as opposed to other people that went from phone to PDA. Yeah. I mean, BlackBerry. I guess you could say, you know, their current kind of like market status aside, like they went from PDA to phone pretty successfully. I mean, yeah, they they did it right for a long time. I mean, I think they're. They're kind of like on the. They're fizzling their way out now. But well, they're they're. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was their first PDA though like an email device though? So it was already connected, or did they actually have like a non-connected device that was like their first device? You're, I I actually don't know. They, it uh -huh. might have been like an email device. So it, it got everything. But, but a phone. But a yeah, phone. yeah, yeah. But that was like their biggest thing. Why everybody was like so into. I I, I could be wrong. It could yeah. have been like a I never. Thing. Yeah. I think that. I think I remember that. I, the first devices I was exposed to were, right. were actually like. How did they did they connect to like a cell network? Is that how they did it? Yeah. So okay. so um, if you remember, like your flip phones could connect to the internet, quote mm. unquote. Um, the whole APN business. Yeah. yeah, yeah so okay. so it, it went over their own proprietary things. So that was actually also also okay. a very interesting thing is that all the people who had their email via the BlackBerry, you went through BlackBerry servers. Oh, and totally. that's how they got around like all the difficulty that. You look at like the iPhone having adding Exchange support. You think right. of the Android, like why businesses had so much um, hesitation about allowing uh, Android and iPhones into their into their offices because yeah. with BlackBerry, because everything came through the one central point. They had BlackBerry gave them so much the control that they wanted in order to okay it. Yeah. Um, but again, that was that was something that was only changed by the fact that uh, the the users are like, I'm not using this 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 like LCD like one one screen like this thing I like this, this I use an iPhone for my own stuff like I'm just gonna use it here for work right yeah no I, I think that's that's definitely interesting and and I mean as someone who's been on the other side like I've worked with a little bit and my friend my friend Mike Fox like has done this a lot but managing like a BlackBerry enterprise server is like amazing like you can yeah. if if somebody loses a device you can wipe it like you can totally remotely like work all this stuff but again like it is the single point of failure right so that if, yeah i mean blackberry remember they had an outage in like yeah. in like 2011 or something where like all of like europe and north africa was down because their <laughs> server because their servers were down yeah. right like and I, I i think that's like that's definitely like one way to do it um now those kind of things happen when aws goes down right exactly <laughs> <laughs> the new single point of failure is amazon web services right yeah no, but and I think like no, but I, I totally agree with your point about like the phone being the way that it was adopted because I mean if you think about it, getting somebody to carry another device back then, like why would you know like I guess people had beepers and things like that, but I mean carrying another like my dad would always have a cell phone and his Palm Pilot and a yeah. Palm Pilot was completely disconnected from any kind of thing. The later models had Wi-Fi of some kind, but the web browsers were so bad that it was just like it wasn't even worth using. And I think like 
when they when they kind of shifted and they had I think like the Treo was the name of it. it yeah, 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 the yeah. Treo with the little stylus and everything, and it could get it was running like they had two versions. One was running the Palm Pilot version, and the other one was running the the Windows like embedded version. Right. And yeah. It, you wanted the Windows one because it was just so much better, and it had like the better web browser, the better app support, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean they've fallen off the face of the but earth. As Microsoft well. tried really hard for what, over a decade? Like Windows CE came out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, to try to kind of break into that market. But it feels like they went more from the computer angle, not from the phone angle. And right, yeah. It, it was um, really, I mean, like really the first iPhone. I mean, like that the, the leap it took from what existed mm -hmm. the day before the new iPhone came out and what the iPhone was when it came out was just like, miles ahead of anything that was out there absolutely um and it, it it rocked the industry in that way too and in a lot of ways um probably the biggest way that that um actually got all that adoption was the fact that um steve jobs was able to work with at&t to build a device that at&t would approve mm -hmm. sight unseen right because i think that there would have been innovation from the phone makers, um, from your Blackberries, from the Palm even, if they took a hard line with the phone carriers the way that Apple did. And, right. and even then, like Apple could only get it with AT&T. Yeah. Um, and that was because AT&T wanted to get a bigger user base and they're like, Apple's got a big brand name and we, we can, we can we, we're gonna do this because we just want the users. Well, at the time, wasn't it, it, it was singular, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> way it was back. Singular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, and and what it what it came down to was like which is which is really interesting, um, is that like they, they took something that was completely different from what everybody ever ever looked at and was like okay now now this is a this is a phone this is your phone right and it and the first models actually didn't even take our like subsidized like our the way we think of, of phones and the subsidized model okay it was seven hundred dollars right you were unsubsidized okay and you still had to pay for a contract yeah that's crazy. I mean, it's always fun to like go back and and like look at the the keynote from when he was talking about it because he talked about he said like it's a it, what is it it's a web browser it, uh, yeah, internet yeah. communicator and, and an iPod, iPod yeah. with touchscreen yeah. controls yeah, yeah and and then they was like but it's one device and you could hear everyone mm -hmm. kind of like heads explode in the everybody crowd. I don't everybody knew everybody right knew I mean yeah, yeah yeah everybody knew it was, was rumored for <laughs> such a long time yeah it was rumored for such a long time but I. I think like even and 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 then we look back at we look back at the iPhone right and we think about like if you look back at the iPhone now and it was like it was so great but at the same time it was such a crappy device like there was no such thing as an app store right like it, it didn't even have three G. Well, well, what are you comparing it to? Are you comparing it to today's iPhone? Well, yeah, but I'm okay. thinking like it, it for, for the day it was so much better than oh, anything. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, comparing it to today's iPhone is not. I mean, like there's yeah. no question, but I, I think like. It's funny to think about how much was not in the device based on what they put in and how great of a reaction. Were you in high school or were you in when did college? It, uh, 2007, 2008. I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. So I was, in, I was in high school for this. I remember we watched it and like, I forget what the big joke about it was at the time. I think it was, you know what? It had an edge. That was the biggest thing that I it think, didn't have 3G. It was only on But edge. you know what? The big joke at the time was that you couldn't even send MMSs. And that was like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Version one, you couldn't. And send it, it actually took like another two years. It oh yeah, an operating yeah, system update. Yeah. It was iOS three, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Which is like fine. Or and copy and paste. You couldn't copy and paste either. No, um, no copy paste. No copy and paste. And it, and I think like and and we yeah. It, it's just like it's amazing. But, it, but, it, but you think contrary. You think the contrary side of it. Like if 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 I had like my like flip phone or something and the things that I'm doing it like. Do I, do I have to? I'm not even thinking about those features at this point because no. they, it, it, even if they had those features, it would have no value. It's the fact that the phone and the operating system and things that it did added enough value that you're like, hey, right. I wish I had copy and paste because, to kind of copy yeah. between, between this, this web page, which I'm actually browsing on my phone, which I would never do because that's it's what's such funny. a bad experience. And that's why I put it into the email. And that's why I like giggle about like how like how I'm saying like how bad it was compared to today because only only because like what was out there was just so much worse yeah and like it's amazing like I think they when he compared it like when Steve compared it to like the other phones he had like a Moto Q up there yeah and, like a bunch of yeah, other yeah. and like 
and 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 it was just so funny to like look back at that line of phones and be like this was so bad but we thought it was so great and then like and then the iphone came out and we were just like oh my god it's it, the reason that we were it was so easy to tease it about not having things like copy and paste was because to use your term like it made such a leap from what we mm -hmm. thought of a phone to like what we thought of a computer and like the reason like yeah we can tease it doesn't have copy and paste it doesn't have this and that but like they they got so close to like emulating like a real computer in like a handheld device and then so that's that's the only reason we thought about these things right yeah it's yeah. not like you would say like oh you know like the pinch to the pinch to zoom things like that's really bad because it was amazing like there was yeah. no like think when, when you when you compare to like the pretty much the text only websites that were available if your, your site had one available because not many people were browsing it from a phone right and how awful that compared to to the actual experience of loading i remember from that keynote like it was like steve jobs brought up newyorktimes.com and yeah.com and, and it showed the whole thing it rendered the whole page you can yeah. zoom in and out and read it as if it were like you're on your computer screen and like you right. didn't have to worry about like these sites that would put like these really bad experiences out there just so you can get like the bare minimum of information. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and when he did um like the, they did it launch day 1 with Maps, like Google Maps? It did. Okay. Yeah. And then that was the other But it was the app, it was an Apple um, Apple made app that interfaced with Google Maps via right. uh, an agreement with Apple where they allowed it to touch their API. Right, exactly. As and same thing with YouTube. Okay, yeah, because it was that little TV, the shiny, yeah, the shiny yeah. TV. It's also really funny to go back and look at like previous versions of iOS, like the design of it, because we're so used to iOS seven now that like going back and looking at like shiny like yeah. icons and stuff, it's like whoa, like those just look like gaudy. Like what is it's a little yeah. TV, right? Like you know. And um, I remember, I remember the whole purpose for that YouTube app was um, so that they could stream uh, MPEG four and AAC encoded video because um, you couldn't watch any YouTube via the browser because there's no flash support. Right. And that was, that, that that was, was a big to-do because... That was another thing. Yeah. yeah. That was another thing that, like, at the time, me as a Windows guy would tease it, like, the iPhone because it didn't have flash support. I mean... But I'm, were you running... Uh, no, I, had, I think like I had, like, a motor razor yeah. or something. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, like, come on. But I think what, what was... Uh, what, what was, like, as a tangent to this, like, I think looking back at that moment it was kind of like the moment where like things like web standards like became extremely important right like i yeah. mean you look at the news this week youtube is defaulting to html5 video as their go-to yeah. to stream finally and i know right yeah. yeah like i was i was always a member of that pilot like i had to click that box or something yeah. and then you got bumped to it but but i i think like i mean we could we could sit here and speculate all we want, but I think if, if, if the iPhone if the iPhone supported Flash from day one, like God forbid, the battery would drain in twelve seconds. Do you remember when Android attempted to support Flash yeah. for like a hot minute? I had a Droid at the time. Did it, you? Yeah. it was it was shit. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work. No, it was so bad. Yeah, and I think like, but I mean, if if for whatever reason they launched with Flash day one, like, do you think we would be? In the in the spot now where like we're using these open standards to like do all this like video and stream probably not because yeah. it's gonna be yeah least barrier to entry but I mean I mean and and to a large extent it's really unfortunate that um, Adobe just didn't put in a lot more effort like I, I don't I don't know the underpinnings and, and what it would take to do something for it but right I mean if, if if you're Adobe like they have this huge proprietary standard essentially that everybody uses to do these things. Um, why wouldn't they have put in like bet the company almost right on getting it to be able to work on mobile? Yeah, like, it, it was it was it really that just unfeasible, or did they just not really think that it was a really big deal? Because this that 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 might I mean I'm sure like the way that things kind of come and go, there will be some sort of platform that will be proprietary in the way that Flash has held yeah. that kind of stranglehold on on video that's not an open standard. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they realize the value they really had with that to a large extent. I mean, do you think Adobe's thinking about that though? Like, what was the value of them having people install Flash? Like, because I mean, so like, so the the biggest value of having all like a huge user base of people have Flash Player out there is that the content creators will buy their products in order to generate the content to put onto that platform. So like they'll buy like the Flash, the exactly. Macromedia Flash yeah. at the time, I guess, and yeah. now Adobe Flash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's- And then now, now like you can use Adobe products to, to 
to create HTML video, but you don't need to. You, there's a ton yeah. of open sourcing code. Oh yeah. And do everything and do authoring that's that's separate from that. Where to get into the exact format of the FLV and all that stuff, you had to pay licenses to them. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. But do you think that's a lot of their like revenue? I mean, they 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 also sell like Photoshop, right? Like and things sure. like that. Sure. Um, I mean, probably it was a small enough percentage where I didn't realize the potential. Right. But. In the end, like I, I think that um, owning that 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 standard and having that out there, and if it was just easier, the smallest barrier to entry, like controlling that that way into users is yeah. is is a large user base is always to a large extent a way to being a, a big successful company. Yeah. No, that yeah, that's definitely really, definitely really interesting. I mean, because now yeah, you you can like you said you can use completely open source tools to do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And but I mean, there, um, to a large extent, this is something that's not really as big a deal as like sometimes that maybe it should or can be. But then mm -hmm. like when, when we encode into AAC MPEG-4, like you have to pay to the Royalty Association for all the, yep. the, the, the engineers and developers who kind of came up with these amazing algorithms that compress these high quality video and audio into like really small files and stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and then kind of balancing that with um, the, the, the royalties that they're looking for on a, like a per kind of per kind of thing. that that was a big thing with um, with Google and when they ended up deciding to buy the WebM standard to okay. try to yeah. do the open source into, in order to thwart those um, those kind of royalties and, and the, the amount of money that has to go into those and, and, and that I guess that um, balance of that open source side of it and like how information wants to be free and like what you're yeah. kind of getting it free but then having like these these other things where the, the actual standards are actually costing money. Yeah, because I mean, like MP3, the most popular like music standard, I guess, is like that's licensed technically. Yeah. Like yeah, MPEG Association. So yeah, like who like my I guess my question is like who pays whom for this kind of thing? Like, do do you, do does anyone know? <laughs> like, um, for the most part, I think that it ends up. And I I could be wrong, but I think that the the companies that that own that put the codex out there are um, paying a royalty for it. Okay. But in some examples, um, there's like a one-time big royalty that allows it to be much more free. Okay. Um, so like for instance, like we're recording this into GarageBand now and I know for a fact that we can export as MP3. Yeah, right? so, so Apple's paying the MPEG Association okay. for access to that codec to do it. To be able they to can do the one it. time and then like, and it's not a perpetual. And I think that the newest codecs, the MPEG Association wanted in perpetuity, a certain amount of per usage of it oh, getting wow. paid, as opposed to like a one-time, all of your users of all your software can use this particular. Product. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, it's something that you don't really think about. It's the same reason why when you install, like if you want to install like FFmpeg and all of the codecs for it can do those things, yeah. those things aren't getting installed by default onto Ubuntu or yeah. anything because they're not free and clear. They're right. Free, where it's available in some repo where you can add it in the, in in the bigger universe of the of the software that's in your repo, it's true. repos, but it's never going to be default. The same way with like forever, um, like all those web fonts that yeah. are going to you would always have to install the ridiculous yep. package that downloaded some Microsoft. It was um, a, yeah, it was PDF like, file that they 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 sent out with a with a free license with the fonts embedded to it, where this entire package would download that PDF and install all extract the, the font yeah, the TGFs. And, then yeah. Yeah, and install them in the, into your system. So you can see Ariel on a web page. Verdana. Verdana yeah. was a big one for me because yeah. I remember with a fresh install of Ubuntu, I'd go to like Reddit and the whole site would look so weird. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. No, totally. And I, yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. I remember running into a similar sort of thing with like installing Audacity and wanting to export as an MP3 because Audacity is free and open source. Yeah. And by default, they don't include an MP3 encoder, I guess, because mm -hmm. it's licensed separately. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I didn't even think of that, but no, that's 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 really cool. I, 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 I think like there, I had a friend in high school who was really big on open source and things like that. Um, and he would always, whenever he would send video, he would put it in like OG, like OG. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah. OG is OG completely yeah. open and everything like that. And then 
And of course, like at the time, like on Windows, having to play that was like a pain in the ass. But you know, we got VLC, and then the traffic yeah. count took care of everything. So I think it was. He like, didn't rar the file for you to unroar. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's that could be an entirely separate conversation about like all like for some reason like rar file like having to install WinRAR and then not being able to pay not having to pay for it forever basically. You could just Isn't that WinZip? It. Like I don't know. It, okay. Well, I think like unroar. Well, yeah, unroar the same thing. Yeah, I think they and then and then seven zip like. De decrypted like the RAR archive file format so then you can unrar from 7-zip or whatever but yeah oh my gosh that yeah that was that was good this might be time for our first break <laughs> take a break yeah all right and we'd like to thank our sponsors that don't exist and <laughs> Lagunitas beer yeah Lagunitas beer actually Bring the pub and in public radio and a shout out to uh jake angelastro who made the theme to this podcast um we probably heard it when we first uh when we first started i don't know we haven't cut it together yet at the current time but <laughs> awesome work jake after these messages we'll be right back how many how many domains do you own? Like, um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll give you an over under price though. Yeah, what's an over under? No, you you what, what do you? Oh, what, oh, what oh, do you, oh, what you mean? Do you oh, okay. What do, you, what do you think? I would say so. I so to to be clear, like I say the number that I think it is, or what like the when you say give me the over under. Um, how right? many do you think that I have? Okay. And then I mean we're not we don't have to bet on it. Okay? Right, right. Well, but but generally yeah and then, and then um, how how many how many how many you think I have? I would bet you have. Let's say like forty five. Okay, it's less than that. Okay, it's it's, I'm, it's around thirty. Okay, 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 okay. Because yeah. I mean I have like I think I have between fifteen and twenty. Okay. And I I imagine that no knowing you I I know that for a fact that you're like fun enough that you would register domains like very quickly <laughs> like it would be like a fun thing to do like um so i yeah i, I would i would have guessed just or sometimes like, i have a stupid idea and like yeah yeah exactly no because i just... buy the domain and then the worst part about it is that the the who is create date of the different domain tells me exactly how long ago i thought enough about it <laughs> to buy it but then not act on it or build anything on it at all right so yeah it makes you feel like crap then. yeah yeah okay yeah because i mean i'm the same way i but and i figured he probably has double of what i have and I, I have between 15 and 20 just of like whether it's stupid ideas or like just like funny like parody websites and things like that my favorite one that i still i still to this day think that I'm, I'm going to do something with it cheers to that.com Cheers to that.com. Hey. Cheers to that.com. <laughs> <com. laughs> oh, that reminds me. Like, so, like, two stories about when I was in college and quick domain buys. The first one was me and my good friend, Chris Azar, who's actually in San Francisco right now working for a company called Trove. Um, and I know um, he, uh, I hope he listens to this, but we we thought of, he and, and this other guy, Isaac, um, thought of this domain called drinkup.com. Or what it was was you would lo you would load the web page, and it actually in JavaScript was curling and like um, processing like live Twitter data, and anytime somebody tweeted the hashtag drink up, the web page would make noise, and we wanted to turn it into a drinking game. Like, oh, so like, that's funny. So that's like, funny. you could it was like a collective like kind of like drinking game like that everybody could play, right? And then like. We had the idea of like, I was really like, I would have loved to make like a little device or like an app that would do the same kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. like somebody could launch the app or, or, you know, maybe like a device that you would buy and would it, it would like sit in the middle of your group of friends and we, you know, you would just talk or something, but then anytime you hear the noise, everyone takes a drink and like how fun that would be, right? Like, yeah. Your you, friends know you're out drinking or something, so right. if they, they couldn't make it. They'll just tweet something and like, they'll hey, force you drink. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. wish I could have seen you guys. Yeah. Like, hashtag drink up and boom. Yeah. Like, right? Um, and I, I have to check with him. Like, I think we still own that domain. Or, yeah. or one drink of us up, does. Really? Drink up, dot, drink up game or drink up dot com. Um, and that, that, yeah, that was just like, that was another fun purchase. And then, like, the, the, other, the other fun story was, um, like, I guess our junior year of college, we had, this, uh, we had this concert at the end of the year called Block Party. Where it was basically like an excuse for all the students to just like drink heavily and wander around and like during the day, right? And it was like some Saturday of, of, in May or something. 
but every year they would have like a musical artist that would come in, right? Um, and, and this year they hyped it up real big, everyone was really excited, and they announced this musical artist that nobody had heard of, right? Like he was some like, like really like niche, like, like EDM electronic guy. Nobody really knew who he was. So then on our campus, people started tweeting with the hashtag, things I'd rather do than go to block party. And they would just name things that they would rather do. Mm. So it was people would like serve on jury duty, things I'd rather, hashtag things I'd rather do than go to block party. And it actually, we got it to start trending, like at, at least in the United States, like, cause everyone at Syracuse was tweeting this, right? So I bought the domain, things I'd rather do than go to blockparty.com. And I wrote a script that like, that scraped all of these tweets. And it was just like one webpage with like big text, kind of like um, the webpage, like what the fuck should I make for dinner.com. Okay. Where every time you would refresh, it would just load like a Something random thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it went viral on campus. Cause I tweeted it and then friends retweeted it and it spread out. And I got like a hundred thousand hits like in the first hour that I launched wow. it. Like it was insane. And actually, it, it was so funny because I actually got contacted by the social media department of Syracuse University because I, I didn't guard my like who is data or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. they knew exactly who it was. And they like contacted me and they were like, like, like did you start this? And I was like, <laughs> like, no, I just like, I didn't. Um, and then I ended up giving like a lecture in the social media class, like a guest lecture about like being viral, right? And like my, my lecture basically boiled down to like the fact that it's, it's just timing, right? It's, it's timing yeah. and it's topical. And a little so. luck. And a little luck, yeah. that's exactly what it was. But like, it was so funny to see that, to see this like, this website just blow up because like, people were sending me screenshots of like when they were scrolling through Facebook of like people I didn't even know yeah. were like posting these things. Cause like the other thing that I did is I made it like really offensive because like <laughs> I, I love like the idea of offensive humor and like earlier in the year, a student like um, uh, a student like slid on some ice in Syracuse and crashed into some steps and like the student was okay, but it was a big deal on campus. Cause like part of a campus building got like damaged or something. So I, of course, I put like things I'd rather do than go to block party was drive a Land Rover into the building, right? And then, like everyone like screenshotted it and like tweeted and was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. And then another thing I did was Syracuse has like kind of like a big Greek, um, like a big Greek yeah. involvement. So I did a, like um, pledge like X fraternity or something. And then like all these guys got so pissed. Oh and, like, wow. Yeah. And then that's kind of like when I wish I hid my who is data a little bit because yeah, all these yeah, guys yeah, are pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I ended up like the guy who ran um, Block Party was like the head of the student association, right? Like so, just in, like a senior or whatever. And I ended up like bumping into him at a party like a couple days after this, and and he just I, we were chatting like we had mutual friends, and he happened to mention he was head of like the student association, and I was like. I was like, oh God, yeah, like collar, <laughs> collar tugging moment. And then he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, I may or may not have come up with this website. And he's like, get the fuck out. And wow, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, really? And he's like, he's like, yeah, like, I don't want you. I do not want you here. And I was like, wow. okay, I'll leave. And like, I, I mean, this guy, <laughs> but it was just like, it was such a funny experience. And like, and then like, it was weird because like later, like I was meeting, like I, I'd like was it being introduced to like mutual friends or friends of friends. And they were like, he's the kid who made the block party website. Yeah. And then people were like, oh my God, that was you. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, I had no intention. Yeah. I, I just shared it with my friends and yeah. then it just kind of blew up. And I just thought that was such a funny story. But yeah, like that's why I like to buy domains. Like just cause like stuff like that can happen and it's just really fun. Yeah. So what's what's your personal domain? Do you own like Jeff? My last name at that. You tie chai yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I remember I I um I I could because this is back when you can only buy domains from Network Solutions. Okay. And it was like one hundred and fifty dollars. You got it for two years when I was in high school, and I couldn't okay. afford one hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Yeah. Um. So I remember actually in in college when I like I I was working I I had something. Um. Within like my freshman year of college, I had enough money to do it. I just I did, I bought it. You did it right away. Yeah, I bought it. And from Network Solutions, and that that was right when other registrars were actually opening up and okay. things to start getting cheaper. I actually when I I, I actually bought two domains because okay. um I actually had a uh, uh, had a business plan. Well, not a, a real business plan, but like like I was entrepreneurial and thinking like, well, I can I can do something online. Let me do something. Yeah. So I, I bought two domains. I bought my last name. Okay. And I also bought yourfonts.com. Your fonts. Okay. Your, your fonts. Where um, I would give you this template. You could write your write an alphabet into these boxes. Oh. 
and then I would cr I would I'd scan it or however you need to get to it get get it to me, and I would take your handwriting and turn it into a font. I had like a, it was a Mac program called Fontographer. Yeah, really easy to use and it was really easy. Um, with uh, I I mean I could scan it I could I could um, run it through uh, I can't even remember the name of the Adobe product yeah. anymore that to turn it into vector art. Okay, and I could just copy and paste the vector art directly into Fontographer wow. and create create a font like I did it for my own font and I was like it's not it wasn't too labor intensive yeah to the point I was like yeah like I, this this is this is awesome I can I just I charge can people this. yeah um, but I, I didn't really see it through well like I didn't, okay. I didn't kind of I didn't really like have anything like up there but I made like a stupid website for it and I had yeah. it up for a little while but then I just like I gave up on it and actually I ended up selling to a guy because when I brought the site down I got contacted via the who is data from a guy in Europe okay who already made software and this is probably ten years later. Like right. I held on to the domain. <laughs> nice. And I ended up selling the domain off of it. But like, mm -hmm. but I bought those two domains from Network Solutions. It was like seventy-five dollars a year, so like one hundred and fifty dollars for, and it was like a huge amount of money yeah. at the time. But it was like, I'm I'm gonna do this. Whatever, I'm gonna do it. That's crazy. I mean, so is is that why? Like, I always when I think of Network Solutions, I think of them doing shady stuff with domains, like yeah. later because down the line. They, 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 like, I can essentially has hired them to be the the guys who run the top of the internet. Yeah. So that's why, like, because I remember, like, semi recently, like maybe like five years ago at this point, but they would, when you search for a domain, they would buy it and hold on to it. I don't. That was for rumors. Okay. Was I that... don't know if it was that. I don't think there's ever been anything that um, has actually like said that they they did that. Okay. So maybe I'm wrong then, but I remember I. But I. There were definitely rumors about that. I, I, I remember like, thinking of them in yeah. that way though, because I, because and then because like I think the new kid on the block at that time was like GoDaddy. It was like oh yeah. like cheap, and then they of course went to the ways of the yeah. of of the dark side. But I mean, and and I mean that's actually kind of, it's I mean it's it's actually kind of interesting, because um, there there is like this whole thing that was a bunch of years ago about this this um, concept of domain like. Tasting. I think there's other other terms for it. Okay. Where if you're a registrar, um, you can essentially uh, hold a domain for seven days for free. Okay. So like because I can has runs it and like if, and if somebody purchases something from you, you 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 can put this immediate request in. You want it, um, and then you have seven days. And then say for example like that that credit card that paid for it was fraudulent or something like that. Yeah. And the registrar is not going to be on the hook for paying ICAM because we're just we just going to return it to you because okay. we, we didn't actually get paid for it correctly. We, we like, just take it back mm -hmm. and no harm, no foul. So what happened was there, there was a register, I think like within, um, it wasn't GoDaddy, I forget, I forget which, it was, it was like smaller things that like, like subsidiaries because anybody could become one yeah. where people were just paying the entry fee to, to, to become one of these registrars okay. um, and to have access to being a registrar to essentially get this seven day waiting period. Okay. Where they they would upon them themselves, they would would maybe take a who is look look up, or maybe on their own just feed a whole list of like misspellings to things like yeah. Amazon or Google or something like that, or or even like smaller sites, things that people just might type. And what they would do is they would just take as many domains as possible. They would throw up a page with ads on it. See what sticks. If if within seven days they made enough money off enough cents off of it to expect to make enough within a year to pay yeah. to actually have the domain, they'd keep it. Wow. And if they didn't, they would just return it for free. That's crazy. And, and then just start collecting up this portfolio of domains That's that amazing. would eventually, yeah, would just pay for themselves. It's like the high frequency trading of yeah. domains. Yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. That's like really smart, but yeah. it's so evil. There, there's actually this really long article of a guy who, 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 who is essentially like, yeah, he's the, the biggest high frequency trader. He's like, I think, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's close to it, if, if right. not. Of where, where for a while, um, he he made he negotiated uh, with Cameroon to to take complete control of .cm. Oh wow! Where like if you missed if you typed Amazon.cm, yeah. you would go to one of his sites. Wow! And you, yeah, like, you it only was only for like a couple of years, but that what actually wasn't the case. But yeah, like, matter, he, he, but he, he didn't pay that much money for it. But he made more than enough money from just just exploiting the fact of, of, of this typo. Yeah, like, oh, that's so crazy. And, like, yeah, it, it, 
domains in general are like so funny like with all the trouble that you know we're seeing with like transferring io domains and things like that like because yeah. io is like a country right like yeah um well it's it's the same way like being first to market on anything that's scarce right so for example um one of my old jobs i worked with a guy who was friends with and went to college to a guy because he, he just got they're, they're much older than me yeah that um early on in his career just got involved with some people um that like kind of led him on this trajectory where he ended up being super rich because their company bought as part of the spectrum for the cell phone for original cell phone stuff so i mean does this luck first to market kind of thing and yeah. having the minimum amount of money to kind of get it where the the, the spectrum ended up selling to, to nextel which mm -hmm. became sprint right um, for, for millions and millions and millions of dollars just because of the scarcity of it. I mean, like, if they, to, to a lesser degree, domains have a degree of scarcity to them. Totally. Where when you're first to market, you can, you can kind of, like, kind of... Yeah. On the flip side, I was good friends with people in college that when app.net came out, they registered all of the, like, it was CNN... I, I'm shaking my head, but yeah, because yeah. it, was, it, it was doomed to failure. I mean, right. I feel like the paid model... Right. They, they paid. How, what was what was the incentive to have a paid model on app.net over free Twitter? I I don't know if there was one. I yeah. mean, for me, it was attractive for me to get at Chris on app.net, which I yeah. thought was cool. Did you have it? Uh, I, I did. You still yeah. have it? I know I got rid. I'm not yeah. paying for yeah. that. Yeah. You know. Um, but like all, but like these these people who I may or may not have been involved with, um, they registered at NBC, at CNN, at ABC, and all these things, and they were ready. They were ready for the the email that yeah, says yeah. like we want this, and like it it never came. Obviously, but honestly though, in the end, because it was owned by app like app.net, they could they probably wouldn't have made any money on it. I mean, they they probably. Uh, Probably NBC at some point was like, "Oh, we want to use your platform, right? But we want this," and they they probably be because which was there probably was no activity on the actual no actual it account. was just squatted. They, yeah, they, they they wouldn't have made anything. Well, it's the it. same yeah. thing. If you're friends with people at Twitter, you can get the handle that you if want. It's, yeah, if, if, if it's, it's spammy, it's spam, yeah. yeah. And like that's why I think it's so funny. Like yeah. you know, like you I, I um if you look at if you look at a collection of Twitter employees. They're all, it's like their first name, or like their first name, or their last name, or their first name, last name. Like you know what I mean? I mean, like with GitHub, if, if nobody's, if you haven't used a, a particular, if somebody registered an account and uh, it hasn't been using it, there's no activity on it, they'll, they'll, they'll use the email and they'll give it to you. Yeah. I, like one of our coworkers uh, has 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 her name because of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And and her boyfriend yeah. has X. A single letter. <laughs> single letter. Single letter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I, 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 I mean, I, I really, I've established kind of a brand out of Seabeck 527. I'm, yeah. I'm that on literally everything. Yeah, and that's good because it's unique enough that you can probably always get it. Yeah, you can usually get it. I had a, I had a, a professor who was keen on getting his last name for every account. And his, his deal was if, if the account name wasn't open, he didn't use the service. Really? Yeah. And he, he's lucky because he had a unique enough last name that it worked okay. most of the time. But like... Forget I forget what service it was that he eventually like broke down because like he's like oh this isn't gonna be good because I can't get on it like, like his being, credit card yeah like, being <laughs> so, being like so, I am not going to check my online statements right because you do not allow yeah like or it that. was I think it was like I think it ended up being like Snapchat or something that like yeah. in the beginning like Snapchat had kind of like a very low value for most people like it was it was a really fun way to be quirky with like your friends but like that's it yeah and i think he was just like kind of like all like you know uppity about it and like, I, I used to feel that way um but because i felt like i was like first to a lot of things and mm -hmm. like like for the like but then like i don't know like i, I stopped i stopped caring like a long ago about that and I, but i remember like, to that to that end when i still was like kind of anal about it yeah i remember i had a credit card on bank one Okay. Um, which was like some bank that just had like some credit cards that they did today. And it was bought by Chase. Okay. And then when they merged the two like online services, they made all of the people on Bank One create a new account no! for Chase. <laughs> and like, so the username that I had yeah. on the thing wasn't available at Chase anymore. And like, so like I was forced to get up something different. Yeah, like, yeah. 
And it was like I had a moment of, of sanity. It was like like whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Right, Who yeah. cares? Like what? And what I is mean, this? on any of the social networking apps, like they're all gonna have some kind of like hook into Facebook to find yeah. your friends, or like yeah. on on a mobile app they'll hook into your phone book to find your friends or yeah. something. So it's like it's kind of like an alias at this point. But it, I don't even know if it really means. And like much, to right? me, to me, the big deal was was like I was not yet um, smart enough to use a password manager. Oh, okay, so you just want so to. So I didn't want to have to. Rem- I didn't want to have to remember something different right. because like, I was already on. Now you're using so many things. Like, yeah. That, now it's like I, I I like I love the fact that I don't know any of them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like like when I have when, they, when I'm forced to come up with those questions of like where did you grow up what time and kind of things. Yeah. Like I, I generate passwords for them. I store them in one password. I, That's I, awesome. I don't I don't I don't, even, I don't want any because. Those are the weakest in security wise. That's, that's such a huge weak weak link. Yeah. Because people who know a little bit about you, right, could you, figure those where out. Where he went to high school, or where yeah. you know what yeah. his mom's maiden name is, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know if you actually still can right now, but when I was looking for emoji based domains, because most for most TLDs won't allow them to happen. Why is that? Because I want to buy the poopemoji.com so bad. And I remember thinking about that as soon as I could get the emoji so, keyboard. So all of the domains um, recognize the fact that there's a huge security risk in allowing um, all UTF-8 characters in their domain names mm. because of the Cyrillic characters. That look the same. That look the same, the same but aren't the same. Yeah, exactly. So somebody could buy the Cyrillic facebook.com or google.com. Yeah. Or some other domain, and make a really easy phishing attack, like where they send an email out saying and that looks, looks like Citibank, right? Or looks like some some like incredible thing, that and you click sense. on it, and in your browser looks the same. So so they most TLDs prevent any sort of UTF like extended UTF non like essentially ASCII character, right? Right. Um. But once in a while, because they're not a lot of, particularly the country-based ones, okay. um, don't have the most sophisticated people like always overseeing it. Sometimes some TLDs will, will not have any filtering for it. Right. So when I, I bought the, the the glasses emoji dot ws right dot ws, yeah. um, I couldn't actually buy it on Namecheap. Wow. I tried to because it's cheap. It would have been cheaper yeah, if yeah. I bought it on Namecheap. But like they had something that where it actually got to the point where um, it authorized my credit card and then. A, then tried to save it, but then had some uncaught exception, like some unknown error happened. Okay. So the transaction didn't go through. It didn't even cancel the authorization. Like it stayed there, it didn't charge me, but yeah. the authorization was there and I tried twice. <laughs> oh man. Um, so then I went to I want my name and, and they, yeah, and it went through Yeah, so that, that's, that's how I ended up with it, having it there. Yeah, because I didn't even think of that. Like, I guess an emoji is like a, a yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an extended character where right. like that, like where, where it's, it's um, you're gonna have those problems with um, with that particular stuff. Is it iPhone Safari? One, either iPhone Safari or iPhone Chrome. They like when you type in like emoji.com, it actually like changes the text to be like um, what I think is the UTF Chrome. Code. Yeah, 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 yeah. Safari, Safari will show the emoji. Correctly. Okay. Yeah. Like honestly, like even when like I'm in GitHub and I want to do a thumbs up with the emoji. Yeah. In Chrome, it just shows up the box. It doesn't. It doesn't translate the emoji right, correctly. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know what version they're. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna fix that with. I I saw that actually. Zach Holman, like the GitHub guy. He, yeah. He tweeted like the Chrome, the Google Chrome like issue that, and they closed it, and it was about that because it was oh, like really? closed and fixed. So I think it's in like, it's in their like dev builds, like the Canary builds, but it's not. In, Interesting. Like, in in like beta or in whatever version is because I think like we're running Chrome like forty at this point. Um, it might it might have been in forty. Like maybe it works now. Who knows? But huh? Um, maybe it, it might be like forty one or something. Because like I mean like the Chrome the Google Chrome like open source project is like really actively developed and like if you run Chrome Canary like you have everything. Yeah. But it just takes a while for it to get like all the way into like normal Chrome. Huh. Because then there's, like, you can actually, from Google's website, install, like, beta Chrome, like, the Chrome beta install. Yeah, You can yeah. pass, like, some, like, like like get, like, query parameter. Like, it's, like, question mark beta or something like that. And then you can download what appears to be a normal Chrome, but you're actually, like, a In, version. like, the beta, yeah. As a, yeah, yeah, but you're a version ahead, so. And opposed to, like, using, like, Chromium or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, domains are done. They good? So visit controlc.com. No, not no. Not yet. Dot <laughs> FM. Dot FM, not com. <laughs> You're visit, letting your snobbiness get the best of you. Yeah, controlc.fm. Mm-hmm. With a dash or without? With it, yeah. Well, we have to put something up first. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, well, maybe by the time you hear this, it'll... <laughs> It's, it's real. Um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. High five. <laughs> Episode one or zero. Thanks to our beer sponsor. Thank Lagunitas for sponsoring this. And thanks to Jake for our awesome theme. Awesome theme. Uh, thanks to Tostitos for a mid. I know, uh, but no, they're snack. not actually Tostitos. Yeah, are they not, not Tostitos? It's not Tostitos. It's something more organic. It's something. Oh, I think it's Costco brand it organic. Is. It All is, right, so yeah. thank you, Kirkland yeah. Organic yeah. Chips, yeah. Yeah. for a little mid-break uh, snack and. Uh, we will see you next time. Next time. <laughs>